so how it could actually work out good though um yeah so like um you're well I don't know if it's good or I don't know I don't know I don't know so like you know you're dating somebody and you know you really kind of like this person (laughs) getting (coughs) it's the truffle sorry um (coughs) he's coming over to your house it's that new guy the hot one that you met and you're like "Mm, mm, you need to come over and we'll just like make cookies for a holiday Because that's how I am. Let my cat sniff you and see if you blend with with our family of smells or whatever. And let him lick you. See if you have any, you know, diseases or anything. And, um, you know, because the male and the male thing, they're going to, you know, like I'm his girl. And he's going to scratch you if you're evil vibes or whatever. So anyway, come to your house. Making stuff. And, like, it happens when you, like, really, you you really, it's like a new person. You like them, and it's holidays, and you haven't known them for long, and it's like, you know them well enough, you know, you don't know them well enough to be like, oh my goodness, what should I get that guy? Because your friend's going to be like, girl, don't get so serious. You just met him, calm down, because if you get anything that's too expensive, then he's going to think he's all of that. His friend's going to be like, mmm. She's trying to, mm, 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 or whatever, and you you don't want to give that impression or whatever. And it's like I'm just generous. I'm just like okay. I listen to everything. Whenever I talk to anyone, this is the standard that I have. That I do happen to my brain. The type of brain I have is like a little trivia brain. It's like a little Jeopardy. Oh, I know this person likes to floss or whatever, and I'm like, where do I get them? Oh, peppermint floss from yeah, organics or whatever, and that's something that I would do because that's anybody you know that comes into my sphere you are in my world you're in my friend town and like you're somebody that hangs out in my apartment I want you to floss in my house I want you to like I left my floss at home I don't do you have any floss and I'm like that cool ass trick thing like yeah look in the upper right hand corner draw in my awesome bathroom my new apartment anyway yes and don't you know well wait Carla, Carla, whatever. What is this? And I'm like, actually, it's peppermint um, flossing string. Um, <laughs> wait, you buy peppermint flossing string? Um, yeah, actually, I do because I also like to floss. And I read somewhere, I heard somewhere that it's really, really good. Saves you money going to the dentist. Do you know that I make my own toothpaste? And then that's when we go in the bathroom. We spend like a half an hour in there. It's like really fun. We don't even have to go out or anything. Because I'm going to bust out all this stuff. And I'm like, do you? then she'll try. Like, do you like my toothpaste? You do like my toothpaste. There's no truffle stuff in it. It's really good. It's good for your teeth. I'm going to make all this kind of stuff. So she's really sold on it. I'm just telling you the, the kind of friend that I am if I met friends that were actually good quality friends and you know if you do have friends that are performers that are very secure they will thank you they will be like do you know my girl she gave me a toothpaste that she made and I killed that audition and they smelt my breath from across the room they were like you got it and I got it was my girl did that all right the wrong and not so right Christmas gifts We talked about it, you know, how it could just 
go wrong, defeat the purpose. We talked about extends, you know, and that was that was an accidental gift, you know. Well, what if accidentally, you know, you, for some reason, you discovered that you changed your mind about truffles, and you really do like it, you know. Uh, they got truffle mustard. They got truffle honey, truffle salt, truffle this, truffle that. And it's also stank, but after a while, you just, you eat it enough times, you're like, yeah, you know what? This stinks so good. Ah, it smells so good. I don't know. Well, why? What is it about this stuff? And then, you know, somebody, you know, you get through the holidays, you, you got Little stocking stuffers for mostly everybody. And we're going to talk about gifts that are really good. And it's going to go, it's going to be a condiment, no, a compliment to this gift. Um, so you you just, you know, you gave, you, you had a gift for everybody, you know. And then it was somebody that you, was really important. But maybe they were, you know, like it's like somebody that you kind of like, it would be really good if I gave you something good because, you know, I need to, you know, because if I don't give you anything, it's actually going to look bad. It's gonna, That's going to be more stank if I don't give you something. And then, you know, you're a little this, you're a little, you know, la-di-da. So what the heck am I going to get? Like, fine, I'll go all out in my little truffle pack, my little three pack that I got at Union Square that time. I got, uh, yeah, I got the mustard, I got the truffle salt, I got the truffle uh, oil or whatever. And um, I, I kept one for myself. Um, I actually kept two of those for myself. And I was like, man, I'm rolling up to the party. Ow. And I don't have anything. And I like, I still got the package of the three pack. And I was like, well, the honey and the mustard are at home. I don't know what I did with the oil. I got the salt. No, I got the salt. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got enough salt. I don't need salt. I'm trying to cut salt. It's 2019. I'm going to get, I'm going to get this or whatever. And maybe you do throw in the oil because you're like, you know what? I can afford my cup runneth over, okay, and shows how big I am. And then maybe if I went all out giving you the benefit of that, then you're gonna get me something. You're gonna be like, Wow, she gave me that. Even though I can't send her, I'm gonna give her something. I have to top that. Because if that person doesn't like that person, then it's like they gotta top that good gift that they got from somebody that they don't like or that didn't like them or whatever. So then that person's like, Oh crap. She got me truffle stuff. And then you smile because you're like, I got you. I got you. And I'm ready to go. Because you're like, I I did it. I rose above. Rise above. I rose above. And I dropped that on you like Spider-Man turned out the freaking dark. I dropped it on you. You, everybody's like giving me props. They're like, oh my gosh, she got her truffle oil, salt, whatever. Like, first of all, this girl must be making decent money because who gives that away? And then like, you know, but then here's the thing. So like if you gave that to that person that you couldn't understand, that you, you, you don't understand, no, you understand them, you just don't like them anyway. They got it 
whatever. And then, you know, the good thing is, wherever they go, if they throw, throw some on some popcorn or whatever, they're going, they're running around Christmas town with stank breath. They're killing little Italy. They're slaughtering it. And it's thanks to you. And the horrible thing is they're going to like run into their ex or something with a truffle oil on their breath or whatever the first is going to be like damn I'm glad I only run into you once a year or whatever that person's going to probably run as quickly as they can or whatever and in the back of that person's mind, in the back of that person's mind they're going to be like who gave me this who gave me this um <laughs> hey um like I said um when we eat things that are, you know, like that we know we're supposed to, like vegetables and, okay, I'll share some things with you that I've been doing. A friend bought me like a whole, I don't know if it's a gallon, but it's a huge bottle, okay, of aloe vera cleanse. And it's just like that aloe vera juice, you know, with a couple of other things in it like that. So I was like, oh, do I really want to do this cleanse? Because I'm running around for the holidays. I got all this stuff to do. What if I can't get to a bathroom and I'm in transit or whatever? So what I've been doing is I opened up the cleanse. And cl some, sometimes it sounds crazy, but people can't afford a cleanse, you know. We'll spend money on shoes. We'll spend money on, you know, drinks. We'll spend money on I don't know what. But we don't go and you know, buy $20, $30, $40 cleanses. People just don't do it. So I got this cleanse and uh, it actually wasn't that expensive. And I, a friend bought it for me. And I just took, we have all these waters that we get, bottled waters. And a lot of people drink bottled water during the day. You, what you can do is take an empty um, bottle that has like a dropper in it and fill it up with your cleanse and then you take that with you and when you get your bottled water you put you know you know how much to put in there you put as many droppers as you can of the cleanse into the water and you just drink that all day and if you don't if you don't have the cleanse you can even do lemon water but I'm telling you I did the aloe and no matter what I've been eating, even when I've eaten in ways that aren't as perfect as I would want to, I have seriously been purging, like, in a really moderate, safe way. Like, I'm extremely regular. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't know if you've ever had a colonic before, and people sometimes act really silly about colonics, but um, if you've ever had one, it can be, it can cost anywhere from $30 to $100 to have a colonic. And once you have one, it'll change your life because so much stuff will come out of you. You'll, you, you'll feel room inside of you. Some people actually lose weight when they do a colonic. And um, what I'm saying to you is if you're not ready to have something going up the other end, not everybody is. <laughs> Oh, God, everything's happening at once because I must be telling you something. So, you know, the enemy attacks whenever I'm giving you some real information. At any rate, um, if you're not ready to do the colonic 
or the enema from the other end. Doing this with taking a cleanse and doing it little by little all the time with the water, you'll find that you'll have longer stretches of time in between when you eat. You'll be full with just a couple of bites and you really will purge. You'll purge in the morning, you'll purge in the midday, you'll purge in the evening. It's not, and it's not horrible when you're out where you're like, people are wondering, you're at dinner and they're like, where did you go? You know, <laughs> it's not like that. You know, it's not that bad, but um, it's better, I would say, to do it that way. The cleaning your body out, especially for the holiday, especially for 2019. That's a great way to do it because it's gradual. And if you lose probiotic, you know, the bacteria, you know, you have a chance to have yogurt or have different things to replace that bacteria. Um, once you start doing it, you're going to, you know, be on a kick. I'm saying for people that don't have time to do the colonic and the enema, just start the cleanse. It's not about being perfect. It's about like just trying. And anybody that's watched me on my private station knows that that's what I've been doing. Um, it's just, you got to start somewhere. And, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm going to start my diet tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to start this in the new year. And it's like. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to be perfect. I know I'm not going to be perfect, but I can be cleansing out. And the more clean I feel, you know, the more I can abstain from meat. And um, if I didn't go to several really fancy events where I'm like, okay, if you're going to eat meat, this is like the best cut, try this or whatever. But I was able to say no to the shrimps. Twice I've been able to walk away from seafood. And that's incredible because I absolutely love seafood. Um, and uh, so I feel a difference doing a gradual cleanse, you know, not just trying to do the two to three day thing. Because the other thing that's great about doing the gradual cleanse is that it becomes like a part of your habit. You know, it's like, so now instead of reaching for soda, unfortunately earlier today, um, my family had a, a you know, like one of those iced coffees. And I was like, oh, it's here. I want a different taste in my mouth. I'll drink that. But had I thought about it, I could have had, uh, you know, I could have had my water with my little aloe bit in it because it, it just starts tasting really good after a while. It's really, really nice. It's pleasant. It's light. Um, it doesn't change the palate when you're eating food. And uh, so that's step one for people that don't have a lot of time and you want to start to cleanse, just get even an inexpensive one. Just get some aloe juice, keep it in the fridge and knock it off with some droplets in water every meal. And that's your that's your soda. That's your first of all, look at how much money you're going to save because you don't have to buy Snapples. You don't have to buy, um, you know, Gatorade or any of these vitamin water because you're getting that. So once you're comfortable with that, I'm gonna be doing uh, colonics again, uh, or rather not colonics, enemas. I think an enema is like just as good as a colonic. Um, even if you don't go all the way far up because you don't wanna hurt anything, it's really good for at least getting that bottom 
the stuff that's at the bottom of the intestines, getting that out. Um, and uh, one thing that's also great about it is that it's um, it's a meditative process because to prepare yourself to even do it, you have to like have the space for it. What I used to do when I was living in my apartment and I had optimal water conditions, I used to like light candles around the, the bathroom, you know, burn a little sage, you know, and I bring my scripture verses or my uh, affirmations or whatever, and I would set it up in the bathroom where I'd have, you know, after I did my laundry where my towels and my, uh, my rugs were just so, so soft because um, I had just washed it. And I would put it down um, in my bathroom and I would set up my music really nice and somebody had given me like a really cheesy... Um, laser thing um uh, i mean it's not cheesy it was really sweet um it was uh, it was like just a light show that 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 goes on the ceiling in the bathroom i would cut out the light and i'd have my candles and i'd have my little light show magical light show going on she bought me a um one of my roommates had bought me an essential oil uh distiller and um it was just the essential oils, I could smell it in the air, you know, and it was like a humidifier and an essential oil machine, and it had beautiful little fairy lights, you know, <coughs> and I really, I took that hour, I was, I was doing that at a certain point when I was really trying to, um, get my health and my strength back on because I will tell you when I realized last year I look back on last year and um there were times when I literally was so weak from anemia and whatever else was bothering me that I literally was crawling on the floor in my I literally was crawling and, you know, I don't know, people in my life thought I was just being dramatic or that I was doing animal exercise. I don't know what they thought, but it was that bad. And, you know, everything's not perfect. Um, this year, my health is, my health is good. It's just that I have like a, I'm pretty busty, you know, and I think the aha moment came this year was like, my one thing that I love <coughs> is ice cream. And I kept saying, when I, when I put two and two together, okay, that they're giving these hormones to cows and, 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 you know, what it does to people, you know, I was like, well, I don't eat dairy, I said to myself, you know, because I drink almond milk and I've, I transitioned to almond milk from maybe even my late teens, maybe 20, my 20s. I was drinking all almond milk and I stayed away from milk. And I was like, so how could this make my bust contribute to my bust getting heavier? And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's the ice cream that has this dairy in it. And I, and I you know, I don't always get the Ben and Jerry's that say no uh, 
you know, hormones in it or whatever. And now I'm, every time I want to get ice cream, I'm now mindful that that's what's making your bust heavy. And that's what's make, that's what was making my back hurt so bad. So I had like, sometimes what happens, it's not that we're in poor health. It, it's a lot of little things that get bad and that get tough and make things difficult. Cause it's like, once you have that heavy bust and your back starts hurting, then you can't do as much stuff around the house. And people are like, well, why can't you do this? And why can't you rake your leaves? And why can't you clean this? And why can't you paint? And, you know, and it's like, you don't understand what that's like to carry around that kind of weight. It makes you tired. And it's not, it's not even my, I, I wouldn't say that I'm particularly overweight. It's just my bust that's heavy. And it makes me, you know, look heavier than I probably am. And I'm like, I want to, I want to have an aha moment about this. So, you know, I kind of been, have been on a budget where ice cream hasn't even been in the, in my mind, you know what I mean? But, um, as I said, when I think back, uh, comparing myself to now to last year. Okay. So I twice a week when it was like, when I felt that week and that run down, I uh, did my little bathroom ritual where I set up everything. It smelled great. It looked great. I prepared my bath. I laid, down, laid myself down and I did my little um, enema. And there's different kinds of enemas. You can look them up depending on what your health concerns are. You can do... Um, I, I really advocate the aloe because I see what it's doing just drinking it, imagine if you're doing it, you know, both ways. It's something that you don't want to rush to do. You want to set aside a specific time to do your cleanse every week. I like to do it in the evening, you know, either before people come home, everybody in the family, or after everybody goes to bed, because it's my time. And, and people should know that that's your time. Like, do not disturb sign on the bathroom door it's only your time and that's a good time if you want to like I said do your affirmations you can listen to scripture and the point is it's a great time to just purify your mind detox and talk to your body like you can literally pray for everything to be purged out of your body and there are times when i I did the colonic and it's, it's sitting in you and you want to sit the longest amount of time that you can sit with the, the enema or whatever it is with that liquid inside of you so that it can really get in you. And then you want to be at an elevated angle in terms of your hips elevated so that that liquid can go to the back of the intestines and also hit that area and, and make sure that that gets um, moisturized and whatnot. Um, if the longer you can sit with it, the better, because it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, move around and get stuff out and you can speak to it, you know, like all things that I need to let go of. This is the perfect time to get into a habit or a regime of doing the enemas and the colonics. Um, not, you don't have to be, you know, 
Courtney Love crazy. And I think she was having 10 and, you know, whatever. And actually, once you get good at it, you, you really want to start doing it, you know, because you want to feel clean and you see the stuff that comes out of you. And you're like, wow, that came out of me. Like anytime you're, you have your stomach is distended or whatever, that's undigested stuff. Whoever is making these foods, the Monsantos, all these people, they're putting all kinds of additives in the food that are not easily digestible and they contain metals. And here's the thing about metals. This is why I say anybody that has any kind of extra weight, don't be hard on yourself and don't let anybody else, you know, diminish your self-worth because of that happening. Um, because the foods that we're consuming that is allowed by law are foods that contain, even if you're eating, you know, something's relatively healthy, it can have metals in it. And then what happens is that when you get too much of that in your body, your body will put fat around those metals to help protect you from the toxicity of those metals. And it's not going to want to readily, unless you do a flush, it's not going to readily if you try to chelate, which means remove the metals, um, it's not going to just do it like that because if, it, if that fat melts like that and it's released, then that's a really dangerous situation to have all that metal rampant in your body. You know, So that's why it's important to drink a lot, a lot, a lot of water. Any kind of, if you're on a weight loss kick for any reason, if you're like, working out, restricting your diet, whatever you're doing, the most important thing that I read was to drink a lot of water because you want to start, um, oh God, what was the reason? <laughs> you want to, uh, you want to make up for something. I forgot. Oh my God. I just totally had a mind fart. I'm sorry. I have so many things running through my mind, but I know that we want to drink a Oh, so that you don't get stretch marks because it, it keeps that skin hydrated. So if you if you're losing a lot of weight and you're drinking enough water, that's going to help you prevent stretch marks as you lose weight. Um and what was the other thing I was going to say? Like um digesting good fats is really really important because it'll activate that switch of you of your brain feeding on the good fat as opposed to sugar because it's going to feed off of one or the other. So um that's why the one good fat that I let myself have is butter, you know, and maybe I should be looking for bovine hormone free butter now, now that I'm awake to the problem with the dairy, you know. Um, but that's the one good fat that I do. I do. I like uh, olive oil and I like truffle oil. Um, I do the oils. I like sesame oil in my cooking. I like uh, avocado oil. Um, I know some people are having debates about avocado in your diet as a good fat. Um, it's good for some people and not so good for others, so it's, it's up to you. Um, but now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, me doing those enemas last year might have saved my life. You know, because um, every, everything that you do is cumulative. And like... As I started having those weak moments again where I feel like, okay, I just want to drop on the floor and I want to crawl. <laughs> like when I started to have that feeling again, I was like, oh no, maybe I need to be doing my enemas again. 
because um, I'm anemic, because I cut back on the meat. I don't want to be addicted to sugar because I'm replacing that. Uh, when you when you drop the meat, sometimes all there it seems like all there is to eat are carbs. As I sit here with uh, focaccia, um, Sicilian pizza, homemade pizza that actually took a couple of bites and that was it. Um, but I see that it's moderation and I am going to get back into my enemas and one day I'm going to actually do a show live as I'm doing the enema. <laughs> you don't have to be there for the whole thing, but, um, <clears throat> I'll record the show and we'll do some mantras and we'll do some, you know, we'll just talk you through it. We'll, we'll do a meetup and we'll like all do it together at the same time. And I'll talk you through it. Um, I just want to give you some other kinds of enemas to look up in betwixt now and when we actually do uh, the live enema. <laughs> you won't see that on YouTube. Well, I don't know. Um, the one that I read about the other day was pretty interesting. It was a chlorophyll enema. And um, I was like, man, so I'm going to have to mix all this stuff and people get all excited. If you know of a place uh, called um, Press Juicery, which I go there quite often for what I call their vegetable ice cream or whatever. Um, they have different juices and drinks, right? So it's also a good idea, you know, to, to incorporate those into our diet. But they have this one thing called chlorophyll water, and it's like it's only two ninety five. And so when uh, I was looking up how to do the... Uh, the chlorophyll enema is like, you know what? It's already made up. It's only two ninety five, And I can, anything that you get, I would suggest before you do full potency, dilute it. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to try different strengths of it and see how my body reacts. You don't want to like do something major, you know, and then you're like, you don't want to cause any cramping, any kind of crazy thing with your peristalsis you don't want to do anything crazy with your your bacteria and stuff like that you start moderate and then you up it as you can handle it uh, but that's definitely a regime I'm going to get into I have been cutting the pork because uh, like I one time I want this is an aside I watched the nation of Islam thing and this guy was like saying that something in the pork, some kind, I don't know if it's a, a germ, a virus or whatever, like it can go to the brain and cause you brain problems. Like that's happened to people. And, um, this is, this is when, when the most high tells you don't do something. It's cause he loves you. It's not just about, you know, being mean to us and ooh, follow all these laws. These laws were created to protect us. So I'm on a struggle like everybody is, you know, everything looks so delicious for the holidays and the parties and the everything. And I'm just gonna, you know, I like to taste, you know, there's an event in um, Union Square every year, Union Square in Manhattan, but every town has it where organic markets and little homemade stores and mom and pop places bring their homemade goods I like to walk around I like to do a lot of walking around town and 
go places and try a little taste of this, a little taste. When I see a little taste, I mean, literally that just fits in your, your finger. And if you, if you do that, like for like one whole place, you know, <laughs> sounds weird, but that's like lunch right there. Cause you really don't need, it's like French lunch, right? You know, you don't need any more than that. And you will have tried many different flavors and uh, cultures and techniques and stuff like that. And that's how I usually do lunch uh, <coughs> in Manhattan. That's how people do Costco's. No, I'm kidding. But um, no, it's just a really uh, great way to kind of... I, I don't feel like I've been gorging on anything. I feel like maybe it's because I was under the weather that I've been drinking a lot of soup. And soup is mostly liquid. So that's not a terribly fattening thing. Um, but if I wasn't eating that, I just wonder if I just wonder if I'd be able to do anything. So I'm I am starting to feel a little better than I was feeling, and hopefully uh, I'm donating a bunch of stuff to Salvation Army and to church and a lot of other places and. It's just like the end of the year, getting rid of things that I don't need, you know, letting go of people also that needs to happen. So <laughs> where is it if I tell you, oh, I'm looking forward to, you know, live enema on the radio, enema on the radio. It's not exciting. Um, it's coming. <laughs> Kyla Powers Radio. Not private at all podcast. Anyway, back in the story. I was telling you about this guy. So, um, yeah. It was a gift. Yeah, so it's like, you know, that's how I am. That's how I roll with my regular friends. That's just how I am, you know? So if he's a regular friend, we haven't determined if he's going to be, like, that next level friend, you know? Another another level. I don't know if he's going to be on that level. But if he has potential, I have to show him. I don't have to show anything, actually. But it indicates, wow, this is is who this girl is. And I have to give as good as I get. Well, anyway, I don't don't even get that deep. Because it's like, you shouldn't beforehand know that. That should just, like, be your quality. And it is my quality, okay? But so that he would show up, you know, with something, something cool, you know, um, I'm like, what else could he bring that's really cool? Um, I don't know, something, something, something thoughtful like that or whatever that says, okay, I know who you are. I respect what you do. I want you to like live long and prosper and stuff like that. Maybe with me. Okay, whatever. So, um. So he brings, like, whatever, these, like, magnificent gifts or something. Or, like, I'm usually a person that, like, you know, I don't know. Just, like, I like, like, little pretty things or whatever. So, pretty things. Okay, anyway. I like that kind of stuff. Like, um, like, really unique, like, oh, God. It's actually from my line that I haven't even made yet. But I like different kinds of lighting. And stuff that I'm gonna whatever he bought that for me like little maybe his like little crystalline 
action figures of like all She-Ra and all her friends or something. Just something awesome that I would like or that doesn't exist, but I would do it anyway. Um, so anyway, he comes over with that. And I have like, you know, just nuts, we'll see, you know, whatever, whatever. I got that on. And it's like nice smelling in there. Seized it down, killed me. My cat's farts. It's good. It's good. It's spiritually good. I haven't burnt anything. I'm looking good, of course, because I've done the cleanse that I spoke about. You know, I was like, did the anima, did the colonic, and then I like sieged it down, essential oils, put lights on the sea. The light is there, the spirit is there, whatever. I'm looking good. Not the Mariah Carey outfit. That's like a couple of dates down. That's like a couple more Pilates sessions away. But anyway, <clears throat> I have sewn something good that I whipped up. Comfortable. It's not, you know, too showy. Anyway, that doesn't count. So anyway, he shows up. For some reason, I'm seeing like my old apartment, but like bigger. I don't know. This is what I'm seeing. I haven't even moved in yet, but it's happening in my mind. So, um, what was going on after that? Yeah, so I didn't know that homeboy was going to come over here with all this stuff in his bag. I knew he was going to pull a Santa routine. I'm like, bust throwing on the run DMC. I'm like, you got me. I'm really excited. We didn't even make cookies yet, but I'm like, oh my gosh, because it gives you a second to be like, oh my gosh, did I, oh my God, did I kiss you? I'm so, oh my God, wait, I did not, I did not mean that, but no, don't take it, don't take it like that. This is how I am with everybody. I kiss my cat when he brings me, you know, little pieces of material off the floor anyway when he regurgitated i don't know it's better that than a trip to the vet but anyway let's hold on right here so where was i in the middle of the story i was like oh my god it as i get the, he's like oh hey baby where's the cookie stuff i'm like oh i got all these different kinds of cookies you into cookies what kind of cookies you like and i got it like all spread out on the counter and i'm like yeah and then i realized wait a second i did not get and I realized I did not get this man. I mean, it's not because I didn't want to. It's because I was like, am I? Is it appropriate? I don't know. I'm like a hard worker. I've been like working like one of Santa's elves up until the last second. You know, when I buy presents for people, it's incidental because I already have it marked in my brain exactly. You know, this person needs it. Da -da -da -da. I have it and I'm buying all along, all year long. That's if I have money. That's how I would do it. And that's how I have done it in the past. And I always had the gifts in a blah 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 but so with the new person you're like oh I don't have this whatever and I'm like what could I give him lo and behold so um okay the way that the thing is laid out the counter is there and all the cookie stuff is like there and then there's a space and then there's a sink and I'm pretty short <clears throat> and I have this little stool, because I always had to have a little stool. Okay, don't, that's another story. But I'm standing on the stool, and I'm kind of on tiptoe, and it looks kind of good from that angle. Anyway, opening up the drawer, and I'm looking up, 
and I'm thinking to myself, I don't have, I don't have anything that anybody gave me that I don't really need that I can like send, redirect, you know, bull of Phantom X. I don't have anything. What am I going to do? And lo and behold, as I move my egg substitute, okay, which is the powder one, which is amazing. Let me tell you, that is a good gift for people. I like a powdered egg substitute. If you run out of eggs, you have it. You can mix into so many things. Anyway, I push that aside, and I see the truffle stuff. And something in me is like, oh, wow. I got the truffle stuff. Oh, my gosh. I take it out. <clears throat> And he's like, hey, you ready to make cookies? I, t- I turn around, I flip my hair, I'm like, yeah. Because, like, of course, I have my best rainbow extensions in. And I'm like, and I was about to tell him that rainbow snatch story and make him laugh. <laughs> See if snot projects out of his nose. I can do that. I have the power. But anyway, so before I did that, I was like, wait a second. If I take this truffle stuff out, this is what's going on through my mind. It's happening so much faster that I can even speak. And I know I'm talking like really, really fast right now. I'm telling you that I'm like, my head is going like, if I take it out, okay, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, I am so thoughtful. And I am not cheap. That is good. And this is also delicious. But what if it affects his breath? I had to think about that a second. But then I was like, you know what? If I then say, oh, have you ever had it? And he's like, no, I never had it. I'm like, oh, you want to try it? Then we try it. And then we'll both be stank. And then nobody can offend anybody. And it's a safe, it's a safe environment. We can have a safe word. We'd be like, oh, oh, you know what? And then that's when I take him in the bathroom and I show him my peppermint floss and my homemade toothpaste. <laughs> okay, wait, that's the end of the story. What are you doing? Stop. Now, how do you have like a date at home? What do you do? <laughs> you know, how do you, how do you go about it? How do you bust out the truffle stuff? I don't know. This here's a jam for all the fellas. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females. Get jealous. Okay, smarty. Go to a party. Girls are scared. Well, Glenn, I wanted the essence of sex. Well, I think this is it. You would. Let me show you. This is disgusting. Unbelievable. This is the essence of sex. You're not ready for it. Voila. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Lord. Come on, Lloyd. Wait, Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd. Hey, man. Hey, Lloyd. Very exciting coming up. After months of hard work by our creative team, you are about to see the commercial that will launch our $18 million. Lights, please. How is it? 
see that. Let Nelson do it by himself. Come. This is my vision. It is fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> similarities between the first Egypt and also between America, like the Mississippi River representing the Nile River, how it basically runs through the country, just like with the Nile in Egypt. Then we share with you the Memphis of America, Memphis, Tennessee, and how what? There is a pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee, just like there is in Memphis, Egypt right there, as you can see, with the statue of who? Ramses right there, right in front, along the Mississippi River, just like with Memphis, Egypt, along the Nile. See, no coincidence whatsoever. We even talked about this too, where you see a sphinx and a pyramid right together in Egypt. Well, do you see that in America? Oh, you do actually right here in where? Las Vegas, Nevada, right there. There's the pyramid. There's a sphinx right there. And there's a phallic obelisk right there too that you also see in Egypt too, which what gives signification to what phallic worship. Yeah, no surprise or coincidence. But then I also found this to be very interesting and suspicious indeed when it comes to who? Excision with the X right there. You see X marks the spot when it comes to Apex 2019. 2019, X marks the spot. The X, which is, of course, the Tav or the Thu, the last letter of the Yaudiyat, the Hebrew alphabet, which signifies number 400, 2019, 1619, 400 X right here. It doesn't look like a coincidence to me, just like when I share with you this even more about this year, because I'm telling you folks, this is some real serious stuff, and this is some real serious research. When you really do some digging, you really start to find more answers. But also with the number 400, does it represent something else? Because here we are in Strong's Concordance, and we're at the Hebrew, the Yaudi of H 7105, and we're here at this word, which means harvest. And the word is katsayar in the restored language, it's katsayar. Now again, you might be wondering why I'm sharing this with you and why I'm showing you this. Because again, remember what we said, how each letter represents a number. Each of the Yaudiyat letters is signifying and represents a number. And no, this is not numerology. This is actually part of the language and what each letter represents. Just like each letter represents a specific definition that's tailored to each letter so keep the word harvest in mind and keep the number 400 in mind we've already gone over and share with you how 400 represents what the tab or the thu the final letter of the yaudiyat alphabet well you see right here that this word right here has four letters right here it has the ku right here the tzad right here the yod right there and then the rosh right here 
So we see that this word has four letters. Now let me ask you, when you add up the numbers for each of these letters, what number do you get? What number does the word harvest add up to? Now again, please keep those four letters in mind because we're going to go over them once again. And remember, the word itself just so happens to mean harvest. Again, when you get a Yaudiyat Hebraic understanding of all this stuff and how the English, how they tried to hide all this, then you get a better understanding of the scriptures as a whole and what it's really talking about. And we start to understand the restored timeline of things and the grand scale. So remember the word harvest, which is katsayar. So we see that the first letter right here was a ku or a cough as it's commonly known. So a ku, which gets the number 100 right here. It has the numerical value 100. The next letter is a tzad or a tzadi right here, which has the numerical value of 90. And then the next one is a yod, which is right here, which has the numerical value of 10. And then the final letter is the Rosh right here, which has a numerical value of 200. So when you add up all four of these, so add up 100 plus 90 plus 10 plus 200, and what number do you get for harvest? You get the number 400? Wow, just like with Tav, just like with Thu, 400 marks sign covenant, X marks the spot. And as we've just gone over and as we've just shown you, that this word right here, Katsyar or Katsayar, totals to what? 400 harvest 400 could that be telling us that in the 400th year there will be a harvest taking place so you have two things that total to number 400 and that signify the number 400 you have what's called the tab or the thu, the final letter of the Yaudiyath alphabet, which means mark, sign, and covenant. But then you also have the word harvest in the Yaudiyath language, which is katsayar, which also totals to number 400. I do not think that is a surprise or a coincidence, folks, and I definitely wanted to share that with you. But when does the scriptural year begin? When does the scriptural 2019, the scriptural commencement of 2019, the 400th year begin? Because let me say this right now, the year for 2019, the scriptural new year does not begin on so-called January 1st. Let me repeat that. The year 2019, scripturally speaking, the scriptural new year does not begin on January 1st, 2019. However, we're going to find exactly when it is and pinpoint the exact locations because now we're going to be going over calendrical cycles and also astronomical cycles too with the Yaudium, a Hebraic understanding of what? The sun, moon, and stars, and how they are to be used for what? Signs and seasons, according to what? Brashith, Genesis chapter one, verse 14. Now, what you're currently looking at right now is the Enoch or Kanu calendar, which is the ancient calendar of scripture. And like the word says, ask for the ancient path and walk in it. But have you said that you're not going to walk in it because you're going to continue to keep the false pagan Jewish calendar? And we've already gone over this video extensively in our Enoch calendar video, which I will link in the description box below. Also, we have the 2019 appointed times available in the description box, which we will also cover in a moment to come.
But the picture that you're currently looking at right now talks about the Enoch calendar. Now this calendar has 364 days and it always begins sometimes in the spring coinciding with the vernal equinox. It will always begin on the fourth day of the week and we've gone over that in the video. If you would like to take a look at the Enoch video, you can on your own time. Now according to this calendar, it is a 30-30 31 day count for months one, two, and three, and so on for a total of 12 months. So month one begins in the spring for 30 days, and then mid spring 30 days for the second month, and then late spring for a total of 31 days, which is the third month. And then you have the summer months, which is which are months four, five, and six. Then you have the autumn months, which are months 7, 8, and 9, which again go 30, 30, 31. And then you have the winter months, which go uh, from 10, 11, and 12, which also go 30, 30, and then 31 for the, the third month, the sixth month, the ninth month, and the twelfth month. Now currently, right now, as we speak, we are currently in the middle of the ninth month, so we are right here towards the late autumn right before the winter solstice because around this time is the time that you get to when you transition into the 10th month for your winter months. Now, like I said, I don't have time to explain all of this in this video. If you would like to learn more about why I use the Enoch calendar and what this calendar is all about, please take a look at the video that is linked in the description box. Let me repeat that again. If you would like to learn more about this calendar, please take a look in the video in the description box so that I'm not receiving comments about why this calendar is being used. And for those who are claiming witchcraft statements like, oh, the book of Enoch is not scripture and all this stuff, well, it's time to do your research and really, really see how things have been hidden from you. And again, if you take a look at the video, you will see that the book of Enoch is not only quoted in the so-called New Testament and the books like such as the books of Jude. However, it's also found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's also found... And the Ethiopian scriptures, which is hundreds of years earlier before the KJV was even thought of, so we see that there is legitimacy for the Book of Enoch. And again, the Book of Enoch video covers more on that. And like I said, you can take a look at it on your own time. So now we're going to go into about when the actual new year actually starts. Now, Yaudium or Hebrew days are observed from evening to evening. Now, the current year that we're currently in, the 2018 to 2019 year, the new year began as of March 20th, 2018 at sundown when the sun goes down. So it went from Tuesday to Wednesday from March 20th through March 21st, 2018. Now next year for 2019, for this upcoming, the 400th year, well, it will begin when? It will begin when? On the evening of March 19th, 2019 at sundown, and will go all the way until Wednesday, March 20th, 2019 at sundown. Here is a more visual right here. Now again, like we talked about in our Enoch calendar video, the new year is always going to begin in the fourth day of the week. And so that's so-called Wednesday. But remember, days go from evening to evening. So it's going to begin the evening of Tuesday, 
through to the evening of Wednesday. And this is always going to happen. And it's always going to coincide with the vernal equinox or be a few days after the vernal equinox to give us our mark for spring. So for 2018 specifically, it would have begun on the evening of March 20th all the way up until the evening of March 21st of 2018. And so then when you go to 2019, 364 days later brings us to what? It brings us to what? The new year beginning on the evening of March 19th, 2019, all the way up until March 20th of 2019. So on the day of March 20th, 2019, that is going to be day one of the new year. That's going to mark and commence the very first day of the year, not just any year, but the very first day of the 400th year. Now, please keep this day in mind, March 20th, 2019, because I'm gonna tell you why that day is so significant. See, your elite know this, the Illuminati and all of them, they know this stuff. That's why they know what time it is. Could it be that time is up? Now, what we're also going to look at is, again, the Book of Jubilees, because, again, in order to understand the end, we must first understand the beginning. Now, prayerfully, you will be able to follow along, because what I'm going to share with you is some astronomical and calendrical similarities between the first exodus and between the upcoming one and between the year of when the first exodus took place. Now, we're here in the Book of Jubilees. Now, again, for those who are saying that this book is not scripture, again, I highly recommend you actually read the book for one if you already have not and two also really see that what the book of jubilees was also in the ethiopian scriptures and it was once again taken out like all the other ones but anyway we're going to keep going the reason that we're here and in chapter 48 is because if you read through the book of jubilees you will see that through this book it is based on what it's based on the jubilees or the 49 year cycles and we're going to go over that when we talk about the calendrical cycles and you can read more about that in leviticus chapter 25 verses 8 through 11 that talk about the jubilees and this is really just an extension of the book of brashia the book of genesis so we're here in chapter 48 verse 1 and there is a reason for this it says and in the sixth year of the third week of the 49th jubilee thou didst depart and dwell in the land of midian or madayan five weeks in one year now look at what this says and thou didst return into egypt in the second week in the second year in the 50th jubilee so this is letting you know that when did the exodus take place the exodus took place sometime in the 50th jubilee please keep this in mind we're also here in chapter 50 again excuse the pagan titles but i'm here to show you something because this is very important when you start to see calendrical and astronomical uh, similarities to all of this and i'm going to share with you what i mean in a moment we're here in chapter 50 and we're here in verse 4 where it says wherefore i have ordained for thee the years weeks and the years and the jubilees there are 49 jubilees from the days of adam until this day and one week and two years and there are yet 40 years to come for learning the commandments of yahuwah until they pass over into the land of canaan crossing the jordan or yaradan to the west so this lets you know if you count the jubilees or according to what it talks about the jubilees seven times seven 49 years you'll see that there were what 49 jubilees completed and then in the 50th jubilee 
the exodus itself, the first exodus, took place in the 50th Jubilee. This is letting you know that it took place in not only the 50th Jubilee, but when it took place in one week and two years. And I'm going to share with you what that's talking about when I show you the visual. Now, in the very beginning of the video, I told you that we would be going over calendrical signs. Now, the reason this is so important is because you start to notice a pattern between the very first exodus and the year 2019 through 2020, specifically because, again, Yaudium Hebrew New Year's, they begin in the spring, so they cover two Gregorian years. So the 400th year is going to cover not only 2019, but some of 2020 also, the winter of 2020 but anyway moving forward so you read we just read in the book of jubilees according to chapter 48 verse 1 and 50 verse 4 that when did the exodus take place the first exodus took place in the 50th jubilee in one week and two years now when you look at calendrical signs this comes from what this rendition is adopted from the complete dead sea scrolls in english by Giza Vermes, and this is from pages 352 through 356. The lunar cycles realign with the solar cycle after every third year. Now, this is the important part. Pay careful attention to this. With the full moon occurring on the first of a bee, this is referenced as a shamayim or heavenly sign and that's highlighted so every place that you see highlighted that lets you know that what a full moon occurred on the first of the year it says that these signs repeat after every third jubilee the priestly divisions recycle with the heavenly signs after every sixth year we're going to take a look at that calendar in just a moment to come and no lunar cycle intercalation is required which means you do not need to insert a third month anywhere because each solar year consists of 364 days whereas the lunar calendar only is comprised of 354 days where they would have to add a 13th month every couple of years. Again, we've talked about that more in the Enoch video if you would like to take a look at that. Why am I sharing this with you? Because it's very important for you to see something. Now, again, we know that according to the Book of Jubilees that the Exodus took place when it took place in the 50th Jubilee. So how do we find Jubilee 50? Well, we know that it's going to repeat. So after every six Jubilees, it's going to repeat. So all you have to do is multiply six times eight to get 48. So this will be Jubilee 48 right here, which again is comprised of 49 years total. And it's divided up into every week because every week is seven years. So seven times seven is 49. And again, prayerfully, this is making sense. I'm trying to do this as simple as possible and keep this as simple as possible because it is a lot when it comes to the calendrical cycles and the priestly cycles, along with astronomical similarities. So we know this is the 48th Jubilee right here. Uh, this is Jubilee 49 right here. And then this right here highlighted is Jubilee 50, meaning it's in this row that the Exodus took place. So according to the book of Jubilees, the Exodus took place when? Well, if we go back to the book, we see according to here that there were 49 Jubilees completed and then one week and two years according to Jubilees 50 verse 4 and then according to Jubilees 48 verse 1, what? In the second week, in the second year, in the 
50th Jubilee. So now we go back to our calendar. We go to the 50th Jubilee because we went six times 848, 49, 50. And so according to chapter 48, verse 1, second week in the second year is when the Exodus took place. So when we go back to our calendar, we go to the second week right here. And then we go to the second year right here, the second week, second year. And you see that this right here is this is the year that the Exodus took place. According to the calendric signs, according to ancient calendars, according to ancient texts and according to the Book of Jubilees. Why is that so important? This is letting you know and really long story short for all of you all to make this simplistic is what you need to know and the main idea to take out of this what i'm trying to show you and share with you is that the very first exodus took place in a year where the full moon began on the very first of the year let me repeat that the exodus of scripture the very first exodus it took place when it took place in the year that the full moon began the new year. So whenever the first of Abib was that year, which was, was sometime in spring we know of, it was also a full moon that day. That's why Exodus Shamuth chapter 12 verse 2 reads, this new month is the beginning of new months for you. It is the first new month of the year for you. Now again, the KJV and other versions are going to say moon, but we've already gone over in the Enoch calendar video how the word moon should really say month and how that's part of the deception of the wicked translators. So that's the main idea, folks, is that in the Exodus, the very first Exodus, it occurred when? The sign that Yahuwah had given to them and to the children of Yasharal and to Egypt is that what? The full moon began on the first of Abib, as we see right here, highlighted right there, is that the full moon began on the first of Abib in the year of the Exodus. Now, let me ask you this question. Will something like that happen in 2019? It just so happens that what? Remember I told you to keep that date in mind, March 20th, 2019. It just so happens that on that day, there's going to be a full moon in America. So yes, the very first day of the year, the very first day of Abib, according to the Hebrew, ancient Hebrew calendar, on that day is a full moon in America. Huh, very interesting and suspicious indeed. I don't think that's a coincidence. Now I could go over priestly divisions when it comes to the divisions of the year and how the full moon, how that represents and coincides with the different years. I'm not gonna do that right now because it would take up a lot of time. However, what I am gonna tell you right now is that we know that what the 400th year coincides and begins when on the evening of March 19th, 2019, all the way until March 20th, 2019, which is the day of a full moon. And it just so happens to also be the vernal equinox on that day too, meaning that the seasons shift from winter to spring. But basically what the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to see how all of this adds up and how it really correlates to the same thing. Now the reason I'm showing you this is because the current year that we're in, you'll see that year one begins on a full moon. Again, full moon beginning on the first of the beat. If you go to the fourth year, and again I'm just scrolling right now, the fourth year begins on a full moon also. 
Now pay careful attention because you start to notice a pattern. You start to notice in the Jubilee that in the first week of years, you see that right here, the first, fourth, and seventh year, and by the way, the seventh year is the year of rest because according to Leviticus 25, it's in the seventh year that the field can do no work. It is a sabbatical year. Remember that? That's what this, that, that's what this is showing you and indicating every seventh year here. But you see that according to here, you have the first year, which it begins on a full moon and then you have the fourth year that begins on the full moon and the seventh year now this happens for the first week of years the fourth week of years and where where else the week of release where the full moon begins in a specific cycle on the first fourth and the seventh year now let me ask you this also has something similar happened within the past six to seven years or so so now we're going to take a look at these past seven years and we're going to see if there is a pattern and we're going to see if what the very first fourth and the seventh year if they coincide with the full moon beginning on those times now you see for 2013 in march because again the new year begins around the time of the vernal equinox you'll see that what there was a full moon on the fourth day of the week in 2013 again like we always shared with you the what the new year always begins on the fourth day of the week in order to keep our seventh day weekly shabbat or sabbath that never changes now we're here in 2014 now this would be considered year two so march 2013 was year one now we're on year two and we see that march 26 2014 begins year two in the enoch calendar march 2015 uh, march 25th 2015 begins year three because again it goes by 364 days so you see it right here coinciding with the vernal equinox to begin spring so the new year for 2015 began on march 25th 2015 this is year three now so 2013 year one 2014 year two 2015 year three but what happens when i go to year four what happens when i go to march 2016 because the new year began the scriptural new year according to the enoch calendar began on march 23rd 2016 now this is year four do you see that there was a full moon on that day huh very interesting and suspicious indeed so we see the years one and years four had a full moon on it which was 2013 and 2016 so we see that right there a full moon let's keep going to year five which began on march 22nd 2017 or the evening of the 21st through the 22nd of 2017 and then the current year that we're in now according to the priestly calendar we are currently in year six and currently in year 399 of the captivity going into year seven going into the 400th year culmination however the current year that we're in because again scriptural years begin in the spring they do not begin at january 1st that is part of the deceptions that we're exposing but anyway year six the current year that we're in began as of march 21st 2018 the evening of the 20th through the evening of the 21st during the day and so then finally march 2019 which is year seven if this was year six which is the current year that we're in then year seven will be this one march 2019 which will begin when on the vernal equinox on march 20th 2019 you see how there is a full moon that will occur on that day the full moon occurring every what three years in 2013 2016 
and in 2019 also. So years one, four, and seven. You see that right here, that there's a full moon beginning on the first of Abib, just like the year of the Exodus, as we've just gone over with accounts from Jubilees and the accounts from the calendrical cycles, calendrically and astronomically speaking. And as we've also gone over to the vernal equinox, it just so happens that March 20th, 2019 also is what is also the day of the vernal equinox, which lets us know and gives us our marker signal of what, of what the sign of what the seasons that what it is now the new year. The very first of the year falls on the vernal equinox, which is what transition into the spring. It marks the beginning of spring which is also the beginning of the new year. So again, the 400th year begins when? It begins the evening of March 19th, 2019, because days go from evening to evening and goes all the way until the evening of March 20th of 2019. So when you look at it in the calendar right here, it goes from evening to evening. It starts the evening of the 19th and goes all the way until the evening of March 20th, which just so happens to be what? A full moon on the first of the beef. There is the sign right there. Now, for those of you who are wondering, here is where I actually listed the calendar. This is the official calendar for 2019, along with the 2019 appointed times. It lets you know when each month begins, how many number of days are in each month, when the month begins, and when the month ends. You can see the 12 months right here. Like I said, I will link this in the description box so you can have on your own uh, time and that you can look at on your own records and keep at your own fingertips. You'll see that this year, that the next year from 2019, 19 to 2020 goes all the way and ends at around March 17th of 2020. I also listed the appointed times when they are and when they will be in 2019 Passover, Unleavened Bread, all the way until uh, Tabernacles in October of 2019 also. And like I said, and also this gives you some scriptural reference about each of the appointed times. Like I said, you can learn more about this in the Enoch calendar video about why we use these dates, how we get to these dates, and why the calendar is so very important. Now, like I said, prayerfully, I explained the calendrical cycles and the priestly divisions and the astronomical similarities between the first exodus in the year 2019. Prayerfully, I explained that thoroughly. If you need to rewatch it, then I highly recommend that you do. But basically, in conclusion, what you really need to know about that and what I found very interesting and suspicious indeed that I needed to share with you is the fact that in the first year of the Exodus, so the year that the Exodus, the first Exodus took place, the very first day of the year of the year of the Exodus occurred on a full moon. Well, something similar will happen in 2019 through the years 2019 through 2020 in the Gregorian calendar. And then also we've seen Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. Could this upcoming 400th year, could this be talking about the acceptable year of Yahuwah? We know that the greater exodus is soon to take place according to Yahshua'u, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 11 through 16, and also how Tzapanayahu, Zephaniah chapter 12, verse 7 says that Yahuda, Judah, will return first to the land. Could all of this really be talking about and taking place in 2019, 2020? Of course, we have to continue to seek Yahuwah and his true son, Yahusha, for answers in the restored timeline. But I wanted to share all of this with you because this is some prophetic stuff, folks, and none of this is a surprise or a coincidence. 
But again, there are going to be naysayers out there and there are going to be mockers and scoffers and trolls. And they're supposed to be out there because that's how you know his word is being fulfilled. But again, his word remains true and the truth will make us free. This is Truth Unveiled here saying as always, Shalom. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was like the dream scenario. This is how this is how it really ended with the truffle stuff. Imagine if your uh, if your truffle was your truffle stuff is Dame Strong J. <laughs> <laughs> Cut Powers Radio. Mm -mm.